from Fox 8 Sports. You're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. From Fox 8 Studios in New Orleans, welcome into Overtime, the podcast for all things sports, all things Louisiana, and everything in between. Alongside Sean Fazan, joining us by way of phone in Jacksonville with John Bennett producing. I'm Chris Hagan, and today we are talking Saints winning at Jacksonville, winning a bit ugly, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, we want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and tell your friends. And if you want to get in touch with us, use the Final Play app or Tiger Huddle app to submit a question. Sean Fazan, let's do it. The Saints win another low-scoring battle in Jacksonville, and... You know, I, I I kind of expected it to be a low-scoring game. I'm not sure this low-scoring, um, but a win is a win, especially on the road. Yeah, look, <laughs> ugly victories are much better than moral victories, especially in the NFL. So you take what you can get. But just think about this, Chris. Two of the four games Drew Brees has been out, the Saints have scored less than 14 points, and they've won both of those games. I mean, that's insane that they've been able uh, to, to win games like this when – it just wasn't their sort of, you know, identity before, but now all of a sudden they're, they're kind of thrust into this position, and here they are. But you can't win a game scoring 13 points. You don't have a magnificent defense, and my God, were they just on point today. I mean, I mean Gardner Minshew was so confused all day. Um, they were able to contain Leonard Fournette and DJ Shark. Um, it really was another masterpiece for the defense. It's a, it's a performance that, you know, it stands out as they do this – they can do this weekly now. This isn't. It, it wasn't just a. Oh, they had a good game in Seattle. Oh, they they finally had Dallas's number. Oh, Jameis had a bad day. Right. Look, it's doing it this many weeks in a row is not a coincidence. And doing it to Jacksonville and look, Gardner Minshew has played really well. And it's mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was off or had a bad day. It was the Saints forced him into having a bad day and being off and, and limiting what he likes to do. And I think the game plan was spot on from Dennis Allen. You could see they were trying to just contain him in the pocket, sack him when they could, but never let him you know, really improvise and hurt him with any big plays. Yeah, they really studied his film well, and they really had a, a kind of a, a good feel on what he liked to do. And, and he really played right into the Saints' defensive hands where you could just tell there were times where he wanted to kind of slip out and, and kind of break contain and do that kind of run and half throw, half run where you kind of, you know, you're there, there's that you, you press the defense where you're not sure what the defense is not sure what, you, what the quarterback is going to do. He never had a chance to do that uh, against the Saints. In fact, the only real kind of rhythm he ever got into was when he was kind of doing those those misdirection rollout where you see Shark kind of run kind of inside and in, in running back outside kind of in the flat. That was really <laughs> the only time he got into any rhythm. Um, so, I mean, they had Minshew locked down. And, you know, I can tell you, being around kind of the locker room, it's just kind of the buzz around, you know, us locally. And, you know, it's just the people kind of around the organization a little bit was, you know, if the defense can keep playing this way when Breeze comes back, and Breeze is Breeze before he left, you know, just, you know, the Breeze we all know, and, and defense continues to play to this level, I mean, that's a scary thought considering just how light out this defense has been. So um, it's it certainly it, – it, it, they've been kind of thrust to the forefront here. That They've kind of had to step up, uh, and they've done so. And just think about this. You know, we did, we ran it in the uh, the think piece earlier today in tailgate. The Saints never trailed today. So they trailed 20 minutes of the 240 minutes they haven't had Drew Brees. That's incredible. And you, you can't do that without 
you know, great defensive effort. And you touched on it there a little bit. How scary can this Saints team be? Um, you know, when Drew Brees comes back and ideally your offense picks up a little bit because offensively it wasn't a great game from the Saints. They did enough. They moved the ball enough. They found the end zone, and that was a good play. That touchdown to Jared Cook where Teddy put it only where he could get it. But they left some points out there. They left some plays out there. Specifically, the one that killed me was the the miss to Michael Thomas where he overthrew oh, him. Yeah. That was the perfect play call for literally – almost two years now they've been running that play where Michael Thomas starts in motion and they hit him and he falls forward into the end zone they give him the same look Thomas has the same motion the Jags jumped all over it two defenders right there mm -hmm. and they cut out like the, it was perfect and he missed it and that's a throw I, I would say Breeze makes 100% of the time um, and that that's one where now when you kind of recalibrate and you start to expect better play out of Teddy that's a throw he's got to make yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, we saw last week he was able to really kind of take the shots downfield and open it up, and he really looked confident and poised. I felt like today he um, looked a little bit confused at times, was in, off the target, uh, off target uh, quite a bit. Um, and that play right there really was the one because that really, they could have used points right there, and they got ended up settling for three. And if you really look at that play, he airmailed Thomas, but he also had car wide open, too, about three yards into the end zone. I, and, in fact, where I'm watching it in the press box, at first glance, it almost looked like he was going to car. He kind of split the difference between the two. It just was not a good throw. And, look, to Teddy's credit, he realized that after the game, he basically said he apologized to, mm -hmm. to Dennis Allen, said he was sorry that he uh, he, uh, he kept putting the defense in positions like that. He owned it. You know, he was he was off a little bit accuracy-wise. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day – here he is, his fourth start, and they're still winning. Um, it, it, it doesn't look the same, but you know what? He's doing what a backup quarterback is supposed to do, and that is give his team the best chance to win. I think at the end of the day, he's avoiding turnovers. and that, that's, that's his best quality, and, it's, and, it, and it, it sounds almost like a slight, but it's not. He's avoiding mistakes. He's making good football decisions. He doesn't always make great football plays, but he's making good football decisions that's at least keeping his team in the game uh, to come out with victory. And look, They've won every time he's played, so you can't knock that. And just as impressive in terms of, um, you know, playing well without being at full strength is clearly Alvin Kamara not being himself uh, in this game. And uh, Latavius Murray leading the team, rushing with 44 yards on eight carries, five and a half yards per carry. Um, and then Latavius Murray catching a couple passes as well. Not, not totally taking Alvin Kamara's role, but at least – giving them effectiveness when, you know, Kamara's touches were clearly going to be limited. Um, so they did a good job there. Absolutely. And I thought he gave them exactly what they needed. Just just enough, right? Just enough of a burst. Just enough of a push uh, in the ground game, catching the ball as well. Should have had a touchdown, got called back uh, with the holding penalty. I know there was some uh, – I know Sean Payton said he didn't agree with that call. Um, Kamara, though, came into the game, uh, swollen ankle – and then actually got banged up in the game, and it was a knee, according to uh, Sean Payton. Uh, he had he banged his knee, so he was. And you could tell he was never, never quite right, not quite right in this game. And because there were moments where there was daylight, and usually, you know, he breaks it, and that that that's just what he does. And it just it just wasn't there. He didn't have the burst, and not only that, I don't think he had full strength either, because there was some some tackles to be broken that he normally breaks, or at least kind of slips like he does, slips out of, and he just wasn't able to do that today. 
Yeah, and I think going forward, a game like this and like Dallas we saw a couple weeks ago, really, you know, just about every game in this stretch in Seattle, it gives it just gives you a lot more confidence when you go into road scenarios with good defenses like the Jaguars, with good defenses like the Bears that they'll face next week that um, mm -hmm. they can get the job done if they're not clicking on offense um, because the defense can keep them in games and you look at Chicago next week and um, you know, I, I could very easily see it being a similar type of game. No doubt. No doubt. In fact, I mean, you could, you can, I mean, kind of almost kind of pencil that in as, as a defensive struggle, hard hitting struggle. You're in Chicago. They got a great defense. Um, who knows if, you know, Trubisky will play or not. We'll see, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I could totally see the, the same sort of blueprint, uh, for next week, just given, uh, you know, the circumstances and look, the one thing that's been constant in all four of these victories has been the play of the Saints defense. Um, defensive line to linebacker to secondary. Marshawn Lattimore was, again, great today. Had another intercept. Well, had an interception today, but blanketing receivers. And then, of course, don't discount what you're getting out of Thomas Morstead and Will Lutz in the special teams aspect of the game because I can tell you today, I walked off the, feeling like, off the field feeling like he was one of the two or three best players on, on, on the field today because of the way he was able to and kind of uh, reset field position, and I think the Saints defense fed off of that. Absolutely. That is NFC September Player of the Month, Thomas Morstead. Uh, real quick, I want to get to a couple of viewer questions or listener questions uh, submitted on the final word feature of the Final Play app. David out of Ocean Springs, Mississippi, getting some love from Mississippi, saying, will the, Tays will the Saints let Taysom Hill make pass plays more than just run plays. I feel like that there was a point where maybe Teddy was a little cold and the Saints wanted to kind of just jumpstart the team, and we saw a couple more of those uh, Taysom runs just to get something going. But I, I, in these situations, personally, I tend to just you know believe that the coaches and the team see more than we do, obviously. So if Taysom's not throwing the ball or if Taysom's running a specific type of play, it's for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to kind of trust the coaching staff on that one. Um, curious if that were ever, uh, you know, work itself into that you know, scenario. I know last year towards the end of uh, the season, you were seeing Taysom throw the ball a little bit more. I know he had the, the completion last week against uh, Tampa, the big throw to uh, to Michael Thomas. Um, and now they, they don't just run the zone read with him. They run basically a 2B a sweep where he basically takes the snap, just goes around the end. He had his best run of the game essentially just following Teron Armstead on a pull. Um, and you're right, I, I thought maybe, you know, the, the offense looked a little lethargic in the first half, that perhaps they could have used Taysom to spark him a little bit, but unfortunately the offense was able to find their footing, at least find their footing enough uh, to make enough plays to give themselves enough points you know, to win the game. Unfortunately, they only needed, you know, 13, so that was plenty enough today. But still, um, we keep saying – you know, how many games can you expect to win like this? Well, they've already won two of four, so half of the games they've been able to win like this. So right now, just ride it out until nine gets back. Just see what happens. Absolutely. I mean, you get to five and one at this point. Um, without Drew Brees, I think the Saints would take that ten times out of ten, no matter what those wins look like.
Thank you very much, Sean Frizan, for joining us on your very busy day in Jacksonville. Before you guys go, a quick reminder and request to subscribe to this podcast channel to automatically get all of our content. Also, please rate and review the podcast to help spread the word. And if you want to get in touch with us, use the Final Play app or the Tiger Huddle app. We've got an LSU podcast up as well to submit a question for now. That'll do it for us. We'll talk to you next time on Overtime. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Here, you're more than a customer, you're a member. And we're more than a financial services provider. We're your financial partner with a genuine interest in your life. So whether you want the best rate on a credit card for the things you love, a home loan for the people you love, or savings and checking that work as hard as you do, we've got you covered. And that's a good thing. From Fox 8 Sports, this has been Fox 8 Overtime.